It's Mark Stenson, and you're tuned in to Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And I'm just so pleased today to have my guest, Marcus Eaton. Marcus, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's oh, been it's a long be- time coming. Marcus is a singer-songwriter, but I mean, he's so much more than that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I notice that creative people always have multiple things going on. Uh, Marcus is a great guitarist. In fact, David Crosby of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Crosby, Stills, Nash said that, you know, he was one of the best guitar players he's ever heard. And so we'll take David Crosby's word for it. And of course, <laughs> uh, when David uh, was putting together a biopic of his life called Remember My Name, Marcus contributed to the whole soundtrack. And Marcus, in addition to your own work. You've played in bands and open for people like Bob Dylan and Dave Matthews and Dr. John and I'm sure the Oh yeah. Unlocking your world of creativity with Mark Stinson. Just a quick note before we begin today's episode, we've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get our book, A World of Creativity. Paperback is at a special price of $5.98. That's at least half price. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to my website, mark-stinson.com. The book is featured on the homepage. You can click it and go to Amazon. This is a series of unique interviews with successful creative people from all across the globe, how they get inspired, how they apply creativity in their businesses and their personal lives. Go to my website, mark-stenson.com and enjoy the book. On with the interview. And as we talk, uh, Marcus, we are, I think I looked on YouTube, we are 18 hours and 33 minutes away from the premiere of your latest video. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, Yeah. I'm excited. I've been doing a a couple of these live videos with with two friends of mine, which is kind of my new trio. It's a wonderful bassist named Mai Lees, who is, um, she's actually playing for Crosby right now, but she is from Estonia. And we actually met, we met each other like online, like on Instagram or something. And she's a great player. And and we started messaging each other and I was over in Rome and she's like, I'm just going to come over and we can play. So we got together and played and it was amazing. And uh, now she's, you know, just North of LA and she lives here. And then I have this other percussionist named Pedro Segundo, who I met through another amazing singer songwriter here in LA named Judith Owen. And uh, this guy is just he is a badass, you know, he's an amazing percussionist, but he's also a drummer and he's just like a really well-rounded musician. So like the three of us together is kind of a super band. So the video is with the two of them playing one of my new songs called Step Aside. I'm excited about it. It's great. It's terrific. What's the mood right now uh-huh. for you as a musician? You know, especially, you know, you're talking about playing live, but you really mean yeah. live in your living room. What, what's the general tenor now of musicians like you who really like to interact with the audiences? You know, it's hard to say because we're kind of all fighting our individual battles, you know? I mean, we have like the bigger picture scenario and then we have the inner battle, right? And I think... No, for me, I've been pretty centered and I've been working on that for a long time. And so I've kind of embraced this sort of quarantine mode because I've used it as a different way to 
plug in with people and I've kind of increased my online thing, like, like these, these videos, perfect example of what's happened because I've embraced the fact that I want to reach more people and keep growing and keep interacting with others, even though we're not technically in the same space, you know, physically. So that's been my thing. I've been recording a lot and just trying to do a lot of online stuff. But, you know, there's just kind of that looming, I don't want to call it despair, but, you know, I'm pretty worried about, and I think all musicians are worried about returning to playing live. We all want to, like, as soon as possible, but we just don't know when or how. That's a really tough one. Yeah, and for you, how do you sustain that inspiration? You know, yeah. you need the creative spark. You need the, you know, inspiration yeah. for the next thing. How do you keep that fire alive? That's a good question. You know, I think for me, I, I try to find some sort of balance in between working too much and having some sort of like, I, I call it like input mode versus output mode. It's like there's modes where you just have to like let the world come to you and you have to go out and seek things like travel is a really great I mean, it's always been so powerful for me and you get all this inspiration from traveling and just even being in another environment right now, you know, even traveling short distances or just going to a different town and kind of having the input mode. And then as soon as you're inspired, then it's really moving forward and, and turning on the output switch and, you know, finishing the songs, like finishing stuff and holding yourself accountable. <laughs> you know. Yes. And actually, I've always been really good at that. I don't know where that came from. It's not, it's just an attribute that I've had where when I sit down and do something, I mean, I just follow it through and I finish it. I do have, just like everybody else, I have those moments where I get frustrated and I kind of abandon something, but I never abandon it permanently unless I actually think like, well, I don't really like where this is going. I have done that a few times, but most of the time it's like abandoned for a long enough period for me to get perspective on it, then go back and finish it. But I, that's a really good question. Like keeping the inspiration alive is always like the artist challenge. But for me, I just keep kind of rolling into different people. Sometimes I'll hear something that really inspires me. Like I look for inspiration everywhere. Maybe that's the same for you, but like books, people, music, yeah, yeah. Nate, big one. Uh, I think more people have that. I mean, I was just yeah. re I was rereading Leonardo da Vinci, his biography mm. by Walter Isaacson, and he had that power of observation. I mean, he was right. thinking about a flying machine or thinking right. about Mona Lisa, you know. Yeah, was, but yeah. He, like you, I was very fascinated to read that he had a lot of unfinished work. Sure. And he sure. would bounce from one project to the next. Yeah. I, think, and I, I thought I was going to ask you about your family tree has music in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is it in the blood? You know, is it just you're, you're ready to express these things through music? I have some beliefs about that. And I just think I think your soul comes into your body for a reason, you know, and probably chooses your family relationship. I mean, there's a lot of reasons I believe that, but, <laughs> but you know, my, my grandparents were both opera singers on my dad's side. Um, on my mom's side, her dad was really musical. My mom's actually pretty musical too, which is kind of amazing. But my dad is a singer songwriter and he grew up around his parents. My grandma was like giving opera lessons and you know, playing piano all day and they were going, oh, 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 you know, doing all the vocal warm ups and all of that. So he just, he was like in the bassinet around that his whole life. So he uh, just gravitated towards it, became an amazing, I mean, he's an amazing guitarist, pianist, singer, songwriter. He's written hit songs for a few artists and Carpenters being one of them back in the 70s. So, you know, I grew up around that and 
I have all sorts of interests. So I didn't know that this is what I would do like for a profession. But at a certain point in high school, I'd been playing since I was nine. And as soon as I got together in my first band, I met this drummer and we played and I was just like, oh my God, like it's just an unexplainable mesmerizing experience. And so that was just like when it hit me, I was like, oh, well, this is what I have to do. So in a way, I think it chooses you. And, you know, I don't know if there's another way to describe it, but things choose you. And, you know, actually Crosby and I had this conversation together and we were talking about like things that your soul knows and you're just born knowing some things and you can't explain why. And I'm sure it's the same with everyone's life where it's just like, I could do that from the time I was born, you know? And I was telling him how, like the first time I picked up a guitar, I knew how it worked. I didn't really question it. I was like, oh, this is how this works. And I knew how to do it. I mean, and I was just, it was almost like I was revisiting it instead of just learning it for the first time. And he said, yeah, I had the same experience with the sailboat. He said, I went and grabbed one of the little tiny boats. I can't remember what they're called. They're called like a skiff, maybe Mm. Um, the little tiny sailboats. But anyway, he grabbed one when he was like a kid and he just sailed it around the harbor. And he's, people were like, wow, you've been sailing for a while. He's like, no, I've never done this before. It's that soul level thing that's really powerful. Definitely. And you mentioned uh, with David Crosby, and certainly he covers this a lot in, in the movie, but he admits to not being a great band member you know? <laughs> as, yeah. a, as a creative cap- collaborator. And I'm yeah. just curious about that blend of, you know, you need to be the individual creative you know, writer, developer, and you have your own songs and their solo work. But even if it's a solo record, you know, yeah. There's a band, there's a producer, sure. there's, a, there's a rep, you know, there's, sure. <laughs> there's people to get sure. the work out. How do, yeah. you ba- how do you balance that individual creativity with mm-hmm. working as a team and a group? Well, it's interesting because uh, over the past few years, things have changed so much uh, within the music industry and it's relative to technology, actually. The technology that we have now has changed the whole game because if anything, it's actually eliminated the need for collaboration. Um, and when, when I mean that, like I could give you a couple examples. One is when I learned how to play guitar, it's like there may have been one person in my town that knew how to do something that I wanted to learn. Like, wow, what is that Steve Ray Vaughan lick that I want to learn? You know, how do I, how do I figure that out? Well, I can watch a VHS tape when I was younger, or I could maybe catch something on TV or listen to the recording over and over. But there was one guy maybe in my town and I'd have to go to him personally and be like, Hey man, how do you do that? And with any luck, you would strike up this relationship. Well, now our guitar teachers are on YouTube. You know, you don't have to have any like relationship with them. You just go on, you dial up what you want and bam, you're there. And then the recording technology has become the same. So we're all like, we all have home studios now and I've recorded my past three or four albums here in my living room, which is just, I never thought that I would be, I thought I'd have a studio, but for some reason I envisioned like a studio, like mixing board and all these things. It's just, everything's in the computer now. It's all in the box, basically. To go back to the original question was like um, the collaborations with people. And so it's, it's hard because now we can do so much on our own. And so it's really up to us to actually seek other people out who we appreciate. And what's really neat is that they have those setups too. So I've actually this this year, this past two years, and actually since quarantine, I've had like some of the best collaborations I've ever had because everybody has their recording gear now. So 
one girl that's a really good friend of mine named Megan Cassidy. She lives in London. She's an incredible viola player. She's like one of the top call viola players. She also plays violin. She wanted a little help setting up her home studio. And I said, oh, these are the things you need. And she's like, as soon as she got it set up, she's recording on an iPad. And she's like, send me some music. So I had a song that was sitting there. It's a song called Obvious. And I just said, I've wanted you on this for a couple of years, but, or a year, but I didn't, you know, you didn't have a studio. So she just laid down like the most beautiful string parts and sent them back to me. And it's just like, that is incredible. You know, the individual thing, I don't know, that sort of disappeared and it's pretty hard right now to get your name, like just above the noise. Doesn't matter the talent level because everybody just wants to do this. Everybody wants to be a musician and be out there, you know? These collaborations really help you because it's like you're networking and you're getting that person's energy who you love on your track just adds more momentum to it. You know, I'm really just getting back into that again this year because I've been doing a lot of solo stuff. So I have Megan. I had this cellist in Rome named Giovanna Famulari. She's incredible. She played some cello on my stuff. This drummer here named Scott Seaver played. My friend Jeff Young, who's an amazing pianist, keyboard players played on my stuff and sang on it. So, I mean, I have like some of the best, most rewarding collaborations happening I've ever had right now. That's great. It's it's an interesting paradox because you're describing, it's like, you can do it on your own. You know, you yeah. You in your living room and just layer on stuff. But the, yeah. inner, the energy and the creative contribution, it's not yeah. just the technical contribution, right? Yeah. So. Absolutely. I mean, and it, it really just kind of depends also where you're at in your career. I mean, I've really grown in the past, you know, five or well, actually the past eight years since moving to LA, I really became serious about becoming my own engineer. Before that, I had worked in studios, but that was the changing over of the technology. And you don't need to go into a big studio, you know, especially if you learn what you're doing and you get really good at it. It's like right now today, I'm actually working on guitar parts for a friend of mine and I played the parts. I sent him a, I texted him a file. I said, check it out. Listen to what I did. He got back to me. Hey man, change these two things. I changed them and it's done. That's incredible. <laughs> it's really, it's really special to be able to do that, you know? So I don't take it for granted. And Anyway, I, I'm just enjoying having the freedom to, to be able to do that. That's so great. I've wanted well, this my whole life. Yeah. Well, tell us a little about the specific song in the video now, Step Aside. What are the inspirations behind that? Well, Step Aside, actually, this is like the perfect time uh, to release it because Step Aside is really a song about political stuff. You know, like it's, it's a song about having a voice. I mean, I don't know how far I want to, you know, go into this because... This is going to be, you know, people are very, very polarized right now. But I just feel like, you know, the past years we've been just promoting ignorance. And um, there's a new generation of people that really want change. And um, the chorus of the song is, um, if you're so happy with the way things are, then step aside. And it says, here comes the tide, which the tide is the new generation of people just making their way up top, pushing all the old paradigms and all the old politics aside to create something better and something new, you know? So that's what the song is about. And it's, it's the perfect time to release it. It's out on my album, but this new video has just a whole different momentum to it, you know, played live with mm -hmm. these two guys that are amazing guy and girl, I should say. 
And uh, yeah, it's just, it's really badass. I'm yeah. excited about it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I have uh, seen a couple of snippets, I guess, on Instagram or wherever, yeah. right? you know, and so it's, it's got a good energy. And I guess Thank that's you. what I was yeah. asking is that, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I love that you give us a line or two from the song, but there is that drive, there is that rhythm and, and passion yeah. behind it yeah. that is, I think, different than, you know, you and I sat in a coffee shop and you said, well, you know what, if you're just happy with the way that is, get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a different, I guess, with the rhythm. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a feeling of hope, actually. It's, I sort of made a very intentional decision a couple of years ago where, I was writing songs and I kind of felt like they were informative to the point of like, is this really inspiring or am I just talking about the problem here? You know, because I just feel like hope and inspiration has to be there. Otherwise, like, what are you trying to to say? You know, if you want to tell people the problem, like that's not really why there's so many different reasons to listen to music, but I'm just saying like, I want people to feel hopeful when they listen to listen to the song, you know? So that's what it's about. It's really about just the tooth and the other line of the songs is, you know, what really matters in this world is peace and love. And I'm kind of <clears throat> referring back to the 60s because they had it right, you know, and, and this is kind of going back to the Crosby thing. He's like, yeah, we had it right, except for the drugs. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, that one, just that one. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they were they were fighting the good fight. I mean, they really cared about peace and love. And those things, the crazier the world gets, the more we realize that 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 is important. That is what's important. Love, peace, connection with your family, connection with friends and people, you know, having communities is, is the most important thing there is. And we all thrive on that. Anyway, so I think there's a lot of hope in this song. It's not, it's not like, it's just trying to wake people up. Yeah. Terrific. Hey, just yeah. as we, as we signed on, I saw you were holding your guitar. Uh, oh yeah. So I wondered if yeah. I could surprise you with this question and ask yeah. you, you to give us a lick or two. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the, a little bit of the step aside. Yeah. Let's see. This is the step aside. I Yeah, that's a little piece for you. That's good stuff. It's it's a, it's a little bit weird to, to sing with your ears, yeah. <laughs> you know, partially plugged. Hopefully that's okay. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I like how you uh, said, hey, this is not meant to be only informative. There might be yeah. some new information here that you can think about, but rather yeah. it's meant to be inspirational. It's changing an attitude, changing a feeling. Uh, yeah, it's all about feeling. I mean, I, I've played in bands where... It's kind of weird because we have always been in like a technical type of band. I mean, music, music wise, it's like we were all technical players. But some of my first projects were 
they were really hitting people in the heart, you know, and yes, there was technical stuff happening, but then I kind of went into a zone where I had an amazing drummer and it was kind of like everybody was noticing the technical ability over the music. And they were just like, whoa, it's so fast and that's badass, man. You know, and it's like I, I started really thinking about it and it was like, but this is not what, that's not the statement that I want to make. You know, the statement is what's the thought and it's the feeling. It has nothing to do with technical ability. And I've always wanted to blend the two together, you know, because I think you can have music that's beautiful and has a certain amount of technical ability, but it has to hit you in the heart. Otherwise, I'm not into it, you know. It can't just be technique because that's that doesn't appeal to most people, you know, that aren't musicians. That's the other thing. People that aren't musicians, sometimes they listen and they're like, well, that's too complex, man. <laughs> I don't like that. I like Merle Haggard, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, you know. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's been a terrific conversation. I've really uh, enjoyed the exchange and getting the Yeah, me too. Is going. Uh, I wanted to take it to the next step if I could, and that is yeah. you know, for the listeners who are the creatives, who's yeah. saying, I, I think I have the skill, I think I have the talent, uh, yeah. but I just, I, I need to break through. I need that lucky break. And some people, you know, they always think it's luck, but what what yeah. about the persistence or what about the connections or the yeah. one one more phone call? Right. Either your experience and the advice yeah. of, you know, young, young talent. Well, I think the first thing is you have to become even more self-reliant now. I can just compare this to my situation because of the way things were set up when I was younger with record labels and stuff like that. I think that was always like, Oh, I want the record label, you know, to sign my band and then I'll be, you know, then I'll be there because they'll promote my band and then I'll get some notoriety. And that was how it worked. So you can't blame people for thinking that. I mean, I had a record deal too. And they promoted our band and it helped us a lot. I mean, it got us some more exposure and, you know, apparently like there was some sort of radio thing that fell through, you know, <laughs> it's like the typical story that everybody tells you, yeah, the label, man, they folded, but they yeah. did. And uh, anyway, the interesting thing is like that paradigm is over with. It's so over with, meaning that labels are never going to do anything for you unless you're already famous. And you don't really need to like seek that anymore so the, the trick is now like if you're passionate about something get really good at it i i had somebody like a young artist write to me he sent me some songs and they're pretty good you know i mean they're they were they've got potential and i can tell that you know he's developing his craft but they're not there they're not like i didn't listen to them and go wow man you're really you've really got a state and i could tell that he's still working it out and then he's like hey man you know i really want to get a manager and i was like you don't I mean, no offense, but like, what's there to manage? You don't have anything to manage. So what do you really need? I said, what's your goal? And he said, well, I want to play more, you know? And I said, well, you don't need a manager to go play. Like you need to book some gigs yourself, like locally. And you need to get out and start working this stuff out. So my suggestion is just, you have to like get really good. Whatever you're going to do, just get really good at it. Like people think that there's like some sort of shortcut or whatever. There's never a shortcut. There's just not. If you want to get good at playing guitar, then you spend a lot of time playing guitar and you learn from people and you go online and you hang out with other people that do it. I mean, I, I would really recommend finding a community somehow. That's another thing because you can be pretty lonely learning stuff too, or you can have like a community of really cool people that wants to help you, you know? So I think that 
the world needs professionals. You know, I don't think it needs more mediocrity. It's just like the mediocre stuff is just only, it's only ever going to hit a certain bandwidth. And I'm saying that, and that's what's mostly popular right now is stuff that really sucks in a lot of ways. Technically it's terrible, but also it's not really hitting you in the heart, but I do believe that the world's going to open up again and it's going to be like, whoa, we need good music. We need good art. We need people that are skilled. So I just think putting full effort into, into it and everything else comes into play. Like it, as soon as you get good at something, then you have a whole different respect and you have different things that just come to you. Does that make sense? The veil has been dropped. Yeah, Definitely. there is no magic with a manager and the A&R guy at the record company is going to somehow come into the smoky bar and discover you. Um, yeah, it's not going to happen. Know, that's not the yeah, way it's it over works. With. And, and that being said, like, it's funny because just people following their creative impulse leads to more things now than it ever has. I mean, there's a band like OK Go, and they did a music video like using treadmills. <laughs> and it was like this really creative idea, and it just went completely viral to the point where like every single one of their videos now is just insane. It's like the craziest thing. Like they went up in that plane they call the Vomit Comet, and they, they like, you know, they used it to film like Apollo 13. You know, they dive down and they're weightless. And so they did a video where they're actually weightless. So that's been their gimmick, but that's how they've, that's how they've reached people and that's their route. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the creative thing is just follow that impulse, you know, never deny the impulse. If you think like a video or something like that is going to be really creative and cool, just go for it, you know, but it takes years. It, it's, you can't, none of these things happen overnight. I've, I've just basically tried to say yes to every single thing that I could. If I had an opening show for somebody, even if I've never even heard of them, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll okay. totally do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, actually something happened recently that's really strange, but I was in a pilot for some of the actresses. I can't say too much about it, but like they're a bunch of the actresses from uh, the bold and the beautiful the TV show and they asked me to play music for a pilot that they shot. And I actually, I think it's going to be incredible what's going to happen with it. I mean, it's not, that's about all I can say from it, but I played one of my songs and, and I think if that comes out and reaches an audience, that's going to be incredible, mm -hmm. you know, and it just happens just out of the clear blue sky. That's how these things work, you know, and, and I guess that's another attraction to LA too, because people just like the interaction here is like, you'll pass somebody and you get to know them on a friendly level. And then next thing you know, they're like, Hey, come play this party or whatever happens. You know, it always happens that way. It's fun. The universe works in a mysterious way because it's the, probably the way you least expect it to happen is how it always happens. Yeah, you know? And that is the way. So yeah. Well, great advice. Uh, get good at your craft. Oh, thanks. Say yes to a lot of gigs, a lot yeah. of opportunities. And then yeah. circling back, it's like that also has that creative community, creative yeah. connections and it it all kind of gets stirred up into the gumbo of talent, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I don't really have, you know, any regrets, but I think if I could go back 10 years ago, I think I would have tried to jump more into a community of people, you know, or try to find that for people that are listening. Like if there's any type of art, like if you're a visual artist or something like that, man, there's just so many opportunities to get involved with cool things. There's classes and there's just, jumping in just feels so good and be, meeting other people that are in your sometimes that's the most inspiring thing too. meeting people that are doing the same thing 
because it really helps you. Like they can tell you one thing. My friend Mai told me something recently. She was like, oh, this is a great way to promote yourself. And it was, she was so right. It was crazy. Just one little piece of advice, you know, it's helped me a lot. Could be the key. Well, Marcus, Always. thanks for the encouragement. And yeah. there's young creative talents out there who want to get their stuff out. Where can we follow you on all these various channels? Thank you for asking that. Uh, right now, Instagram's kind of the go-to. So it's Marcus Eaton Music on Instagram, just one one word. Of course, I have my website, MarcusEaton.com. I have all those links on my, on my Instagram page. I also have a Facebook band page which is also Marcus Eat Music. So yeah, any of those places are great. Uh, and I would encourage people to follow me on Spotify. Spotify is not like my favorite format in the world for various reasons, uh, but it is very important for me to have a presence there. So the more people listen and follow me there, it, it's really beneficial. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, yeah, yeah. Your, your Instagram handle for sure, at Marcus Eaton Music. I did notice yeah. it was quite the link tree of connections. Yeah. I mean, it's an impressive list, first of all, but it, it's Thanks. also an easy way to track and go through. It's like, oh, I'll watch a video over here and then I'll go over here. and you know, Yeah, thanks read, for looking read, at that. Read this American Songwriter article, which I thought was yeah. really uh, informative. That one was, that was yeah. great. My, also, I had this really nice piece in this magazine called Vinyl District by this really amazing writer friend of mine named Jude Warren. And uh, she's actually, she's another person that you should interview for this show because she's a young author. And Mm -hmm. she wrote a a biography on the band America. And man, I mean, that's some serious tenacity to get a book done and published and to get all those, especially those older guys that are just curmudgeons. Get get all those personalities. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, these guys are, they're all curmudgeons, you know, they're all, yeah. like, oh, get out of my yard. Man. I don't know who, who you <laughs> yeah. think you are. Yeah. yeah. I wrote 10 man back. Off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyway, she did an incredible job, but she writes as an adjunct writer for a number of magazines. And she wrote this piece for vinyl district. That's just amazing. She's an incredible writer. I'm reading her book right now, but anyway, that would be another great person to talk yeah. to. Um, thanks. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah. Well, we've been talking with Marcus Eden, great singer, songwriter, guitarist. Thanks for thanks, all the uh, insights and advice. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I, I had, I just, I've been drinking a, my second cup of coffee today and it's like, 5 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> here, so I had a lot to say. Well, but, now, that, you know, I would, now that you're ready to start your day, the uh, LA musician right. is having a second cup of coffee at 5 p.m. Yeah, I was going to say to your listeners too, just keep going, you know, that you never know what what the universe is going to lead you to. And, you know, it's always, it's always beneficial to just, even if it's hard, just keep on going. I mean, that's been my thing too. Keep on going. Keep moving. Yeah, keep moving. Well, thanks again, Marcus. And thank you all listeners uh, for coming by. This is Unlocking Your World of Creativity. You know, and in just a few minutes of this kind of interview, and hopefully we pick up on what Marcus said, if you have one nugget that you can take away, then it's been worth, you know, a half hour of your time. You've been jogging, you've been uh, walking the dog, you've been driving around doing errands, listening to our podcast. And if you picked up a morsel, then uh, that could take your career and your talent and your uh, creative projects to the whole next level. So thanks for stopping by and see you next time on Unlocking Your World of Creativity. Take care. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright 2020.
Join me again next time with more on how to tap into your most original thinking, get inspiration from experts' own experiences, and gain specific tools, exercises, and formulas to help organize your ideas. And most of all, learn to make the connections and create the opportunities to get your creative work out into the world. Today's episode was inspired by 12th Fret Music. When you are searching for anything related to musical instruments, you want a music store that cares about the songs, not just the gear. And Rob Ridgeway and the staff over at 12th Fret Music is just that kind of store. 12th Fret Music has been in business for more than 20 years. They specialize in guitar and amp repairs, and they have a growing selection of new, used, and vintage instruments. So give a call to Rob Ridgeway at the 12th Fret Music, where they make your music sound great. I'm Mark Stenson. You can connect with me on LinkedIn or check out my website at www.mark-stenson.com. Thanks for listening.